Good day, everybody. I'm David Irvin. I'm a leadership development specialist and a best-selling author, and we want to welcome you to the Leaders Navigator podcast. What is uniquely special is that I'm doing this podcast together with my daughter, Haley, and I'm so excited about this opportunity to work jointly on this project that we are both so passionate about. We have really drifted uh, from our original intent but we've just widened, I'm just going to say it this way, we've widened our definition of what it means to be a, a leader's navigator, and mm. we're navigating the soul, and yeah. we're navigating the human experience and the vast array of what it means to be human. Haley, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good, Daddy. How are you, Dad? Yeah, it's been <laughs> a good day. It's been good. a good day. Good. <laughs> I went through a MIR. MIR, MRI, MRI experience, <laughs> a little uh, potential prostate issue. So I'm having it explored and uh, we're going to find out what it is. So, you know, you got to not dodge the truth in life. Sure. And if, you know, if you find something, you got to explore it and find out the truth. You don't want to run away. No, so I'm, I'm big on truth. That's good. Oh, we were talking now today. You, Go ahead. You had an idea to talk about something very fascinating. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. So a slump, to be in a slump. So I this happens every single spring with the grade 12s at, at, our, at our school. And I'm sure it's a grade 12 thing. This big senioritis is what we like to joke about it. Because now they're their senior year of high school. They've all kind of figured out a plan for next year. It's all kind of set in motion. A lot of their university programs have accepted them and they don't have to have the same competitive average they used to. And, uh, you know, so, so they, they kind of, they, they kind of fall back a little bit and they've worked really, really hard up until this point and a little bit of burnout and a little bit of just kind of feeling unmotivated. And so I'm seeing a lot of my students kind of, you know, struggle with this a lot. Some of my colleagues, um, that, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're reaching this point now where we're pretty far away from Christmas holidays. We're not quite close enough to, to summer yet. And it just sort of is this bit of a slump feeling demotivated, feeling not motivated, feeling low, feeling lethargic, feeling like you should be doing stuff, but you don't really have energy for it. And then kind of that, that can kind of create like kind of a stress cycle and you don't know where to start. And, you know, so it just sort of is a kind of a bleh kind of time of year and then periods of life. Um, and so, uh, you know, so I, I was yeah letting you know that and, you know, what, what, so you were doing some research on it. Well, after our conversation yesterday, I've been doing some conversation. It's it, I would call it the human experience. Mm -hmm. I, I think that we're mistaken to think that we always have to feel good. Yeah. That we always have to feel energized, that we always have to feel up the seasons and nature don't offer that nature there's there's hibernation there's slumping periods there's decline you know i researched this that it comes from slump comes from the norwegian word slumpa which means decline well you there's periods life is a cycle it's declining and we have a culture that says we're supposed to be happily ever after we didn't usually read fairy tales where the prince and the princess rode off in the sunset occasionally slumping so this is not something that's part of our vocabulary and so we think if there's something wrong with me if i'm not happy i love yogi bear i did some research on baseball because i love baseball because baseball is very connected to life so i did some research on 
what do the best baseball players do when they're slumping? Because every great baseball player slumps. In fact, most of the great home run heroes, the people who have had the most home runs, many of them have also had a record of the most strikeouts. And they've had to learn to go through slumping. So I've been learning about how do baseball players go through slumping? And I love the old philosopher Yogi Berra. Now, Yogi Berra was the great philosopher of baseball and life. He always used to say, you can learn a lot. You can observe a lot by watching. So <laughs> here's what he watched. Um, I ain't in no slump. I'm just ain't hitting. So <laughs> I think it has to do with how we frame it. And we think there's something wrong because I'm slumping, as opposed to seeing it as a human experience, as a part of life, and that we don't have to all of a sudden pick ourselves up with something artificial like um, caffeine, drugs. Well, let's get high because I feel so low. Mm -hmm. If we just trusted the low, because then you crash. And then you got to have more. And then it becomes what we see in our world today, a lot of addiction. So mm. it's a matter of riding it out. And this too shall pass. There's one thing I've learned in life. In my 67 revolutions around the sun. You know what I've learned? What? There's no such thing as a double night. Hmm. Every night comes up in the morning, will end and come up in the morning. So every slump will end. These are the things I've learned. What are your thoughts about that? I I really like, I was just even thinking about this because last night I kind of hit a slump with uh, report cards because um, I had report cards due this morning. And so I just reached a point with the report cards and you know, I, I tried to push through and I was not, and, you know, I, I had, I had procrastinated them, but I was just thought they wasn't thinking clearly. I was not motivated to do them. And I was, you know, I cleaned the kitchen instead and took the dog for a walk instead. And then I, you know, stared at the words on the page and it didn't really make sense. And I was like, why isn't this making sense? I'm not being productive. And blah, blah, blah. So I had a few hours where it was just sort of like, but, um, and then, you know, I, instead of, I kind of reached this point where I was like, you know what? this is this is not happening tonight this is this is not my night uh so i got up early this morning instead to kind of get it done and i got it done way more effectively way more uh productively um and and just way more efficiently um and i think so i think that's that's important but how do you know like when you're in this slump like especially if it lasts for several days um you're just in or you know period of your life where you're just not feeling motivated you just sort of feel demoralized um how do you write it out Okay, so I'm going to use baseball, and I'm going to talk about eight strategies that baseball players use, and then maybe we can relate it to human beings. Sure. Um, so first of all, don't, number one strategy is don't overthink it. So um, accept that you're in a slump and it will return, but you got to see it. I'm in a slump right now. I'm just slumpy. I'm in a decline. Uh, I'm not cheerful today. And you recognize it. Number two, get support. Find a source of inspiration that sustains you. Now, you can turn to caffeine. You can turn to drugs. This is what we see all the time. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting. Employee engagement surveys generally aren't very high. And what happens is people come to, get to work and they're in a slump. They're not engaged. And so you know what they do? Instead of exploring and examining what's going on, 
They just have some more coffee. And then the coffee gets them through for the day. I have nothing against coffee, but if you use coffee to avoid a slump, if you use drugs, if you use something artificial to avoid the slump, that I'm not saying it's morally wrong. I'm just saying you'll miss the opportunity to learn what's under it. And so you get support. Number three, um, hit the batting cages. So get off the bat, get off, step back and practice. And do something, take the pressure off yourself, but keep batting. Keep batting, but get a practice ground so that you take the pressure off yourself. So for example, um, if I feel like I'm in a slump with writing, when I'm sitting in front of a computer and I have this expectation, I'm supposed to hit a home run in my writing today. Instead of doing that, what he's saying is just take out a pen, or take out a computer if you want to write on the computer, but treat it as a batting cage. So you just write, keep writing without any expectation that you have to produce something. Um, visualization. So you have a visualization. Okay, I'm not here, but down the road, this is what I visualize. That, and it will come. It's just like when you're in the middle of the night, you visualize the sun coming up in the morning. And you realize this is not going to last forever. So I'm going to just embrace what's here. Keep batting. Don't succumb to say, oh, you know what? I'm having a, I'm slumping, so I'm not going to do any more homework for the rest of the year. I'm going to fail because there's no point trying anyway. Uh, you just keep walking, but you do it imperfectly. And maybe you lower your expectations, but don't stop taking the actions you act your way into right feelings eventually if you keep if you keep getting up to bat you will eventually hit it but if you don't go up to bat and just quit i can promise you something you'll never hit again um watch film so it's an opportunity to learn to keep a vision of what's possible that's likely the correlated with the inspiration piece so you got to watch film say, okay, this could be an opportunity to get some coaching. It could be an opportunity to get some outside perspective. It could be an opportunity to learn while I'm slumping without putting pressure on myself that I have to get it today because I don't have the energy and I just don't have the passion. But I'm. this is a good opportunity to just decline a little bit into learning. Um, get the right equipment. So maybe you need to go out and buy something for yourself, not just as a way of escaping, but maybe there's some equipment. Um, maybe it's your bat. Maybe it's, maybe it's your glove. Um, it might be a renewal to say, you know what, I'm going to upgrade my technology or I'm going to upgrade something in my life. And <laughs> the last one is get your eyes checked. I thought that was funny. I thought that was funny. So when it comes to baseball, maybe your eyes are off. So you know what? That's probably a good one for all of us. It wouldn't hurt to go and get our eyes checked. And you know, I, I, I think that's kind of funny as a, as a slumping strategy to say, I'm going to call the eye doctor and see if there's something wrong with my eyes. And it, it just do something crazy to get you out of the pattern that we can all get ourselves into. So those are my my thoughts and learning in the last 24 hours of research on slumping. Well, even I was just thinking like getting your eyes checked, that's literally checking on what you're you're missing. Like it's literally looking for something you you're missing, literally. 
It is totally. There's many ways to interpret getting your eyes checked. Yeah, that's great. I really like that. There's a few of them too that really stood out, like the uh, novelty. Uh, Oh my god, excuse me. Something new and novel. As we're talking about slumps and yawning. Oh my gosh. You've been been, Um, uh, you've been working late nights and early mornings. It's not been early mornings. Not been good. Cards will do that to you. Oh my god, they'll do me. They'll do me in. Um, <laughs> I need a holiday, man. I'm just, I just got to see the, the daylight when the middle of the night, this is what I need to do. No, but, um, that little bit of novelty, I think is really important too, because it, it just kind of helps refresh. And, and so even if that's just, you know, finding a new way home from work, right. Like finding a new, a new route back, right. Or, or, you know, reorganizing your desk or, you know, buying yourself a new poster for your wall, right. Or a new pair of shoes, right. Sometimes those things are enough to just kind of, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, purchasing some sort of big ticket item. Like you can go to a thrift store or, uh, you know, move your desk to a new place in the room, just something a little bit new and novel, just to kind of give your brain a little bit of a, a little bit of spice, you know, it's a good time to do some reflecting. Mm -hmm. It's a good time to take an inventory. It's a good time to renew something in your life. I have a student right now who, uh, you know, he's, he's got a pretty high mark in, in, in calculus, this really, really hard math course in grade 12. I don't teach him, but I was just helping him out. And uh, he was saying it. Oh my gosh, here I go. Excuse me, I keep yawning. Uh, he was just saying that, you know, he's not going to do very well in calculus for where he wants to go. He's not going to meet this mark. And so he'd rather just quit. And so I really like these lines. So I got to, you know, work with him with some of these lines that if, if he quits now, like it's, you know, he's got to persevere through it. He's got to push through it. Right. He's got to see that, you know, all of this is temporary and he's got to make do and, and do the best he can and, you know, sit with these feelings of, of, of frustration and struggle and you can't quit early. So did you say he quit early? Oh, he can't quit early. Sorry. He's trying oh, to quit. You're not early, I, quit I can't early. let him. No, sorry. He's trying to. I'm, I'm not letting him. But. And this is why we need encouragers around us when we don't see the, the you know, when we see darkness, mm-hmm. we need light around us. To mm-hmm. say, you got this, you can get this, you can get an encourager to say, we'll get you through this, you're not alone. And mm-hmm. uh, we all slump. And, you know, we need a batting coach to come mm-hmm. in and say, come on, this is what you, you know, there's a few things to fine tune here, and, but uh, keep walking. What you don't want to do is to succumb to it yeah. and let it control your life. So here's, here's comes back, you've heard my analogy on this. When you have, a lot of emotion going on in your life. Now, slumping is simply an emotion. It's not reality. It's an emotion. And our emotions come and go. But I have a little saying that if you're driving down the road, maybe I've said this on this podcast, you're driving down the road and you have car seat with a child in the back and they start whining and they start crying. You, you pull over you get into the back seat, you take them out of the car seat, and you hold them and you nurture them and you pay attention to them. And then when they have settled down, you put them back in the car seat and you get back in the driver's seat and you start driving. You don't put them in the driver's seat. You don't put your emotions in the driver's seat. And that's what's that's the slumping emotion. You say that's where eventually slumping can take you into things like suicidal thoughts or destructive behavior that will that will destroy that will literally destroy you because you have to separate those thoughts from reality 
And you have mm -hmm. to recognize, and this is what good mental health is, is they separate. Oh, yeah, those are just slumping thoughts. That's what Yogi Berra was trying to say. I'm not slumping. I just ain't hitting all that well right now. You can't be Charlie Brown, where he just slumps all the time and doesn't do anything about it. He just kind of wallows. <laughs> Wallowing is not a good strategy. <laughs> can't um, be I, Eeyore or Charlie I Brown. have a little quote here. Uh, on self-care, which I think relates a little bit to it. And I wish I knew the author. Um, some of our listeners might be able to help us with, an, with the author. But true self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It is making the choice to build a life that you don't need to regularly escape from. Hmm. So if you're truly living an authentic, what I call an authentic life, and you feel like, I want to get away, you you might enjoy a holiday, but you don't need a holiday in order to escape the life that you're getting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if you listen to what's underneath the slumping, you can, you can begin to get more alignment of the life choices that you're making with your heart. So that, you know, and, and it means the tough, you know, you know, this, you go out and exercise every day, you're, cre you're creating a life that you don't want to escape from because you feel good about yourself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I may have digressed a little bit from our topic of slumping. But I think, no, I think it's good because it's it's all about, because like the end goal is the same. You want to have a life that you don't want to escape from, right? That's the goal. That's the goal that we all want, right? And I think that sometimes along that journey of getting there, right, it's it's really easy to, it, it, it can be really easy to kind of fall into that slump of like, I'm never going to get there. I'm never, like, I'm not good at this, blah, 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 to sit in, in, in those kind of emotions, right? And, and what you're doing is it's, it's empowering everybody to, you know, sit in those slumpy emotions, those slumpy, dumpy emotions to accept that they're there to, but then also to, to give yourself space to acknowledge them, but then also to move on and to find ways of controlling what you can control in the time being. And, you know, um, and and take the driver's seat back from your emotions, right? You nurture them, give them space, acknowledge them, accept them, right? And then get get uh, get back in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think I could say that successful people, by the way, nobody is successful without the slumps. And if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. And I think one of my definitions of, of a successful person is somebody that can ride through the slumps and see them as their thoughts and not their reality and and don't allow the this the dumps to to uh, swerve them off the road. It's so funny because we're so like willing to accept. Like I, I think about like slumps as plateaus in in working out and exercising, right? Where you work out really really hard or you run or wherever, and you you're progressing, you're progressing, you're progressing, and then you just stop progressing at a certain point, and you're just sort of tap you plateau, right? And it's it's really hard to kind of get going again to find motivation again because you're not improving with the same vigor that you did before and with the same, you know, intensity that you did before. Um, but those plateaus are necessary, right? It's necessary to stop and to reflect and to keep pushing and, and, you know, get out of those plateaus, right? Change something, find something new, find something novel, new technology, new outlook, right? Looking back, going back to the, excuse me again. Oh my gosh. Back to the batting cages. Right. And, and so, so I think it's like taking out those metaphors of like a plateau in sport in training, Right. And applying it to, you know, our professional and our personal lives as well, because it's the same thing. And we accept it in sport. But we just don't in our personal lives. We see it as a, some sort of moral failing, even though it's not. You bet. <laughs> it is not a moral failing. It is a human experience. Yeah. So let's hopefully we can be a little more appreciative 
that we keep walking through our slumping, that we keep the vision strong of where we're moving to, and that we uh, in, allow it to enrich our lives. Yeah. We nurture it. Allow it to awaken to our purpose because this Friday I'm going to be doing a mini class for half an hour at 11 o'clock Eastern on transcendent leadership, which is finding your purpose in life and working for a cause beyond yourself. And when you have that purpose, it is a powerful force to get us through the slumps. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. And then remembering your purpose if you are in a slump, you know, to re reconnect. Oh, absolutely. You got to dig deep and remember what that purpose is. That can be a huge source of inspiration. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, Dad, what are you grateful for this week? I'm grateful for the coaching that I got from you to help me get through my MRI this morning. Hey. You were my cheerleader. Hey, and uh, you know, you know me and claustrophobia. So you 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 gave me some inspiration and some strength and uh you helped me get through it. So hey. you, you helped me find a power beyond myself. So I'm grateful to you today. One anxious person to another. I got you. <laughs> Absolutely. How about hey. you? What are you grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful that we have this chance every week. I know I say this so often, but also that, you know, I am really grateful that I have just been, you know, I think about like, you know, these parents that I have grown, like in that, you know, these parents that I interact with and these students and some of these parents just don't have any interest in parenting and have no interest in getting to know their kids and no interest in supporting their kids at home. And that's why they put them in our school so that we can kind of be those de facto parents and they can literally pay to have somebody else parent their kid kind of thing. Right. And I was just thinking about that and how sad that is. And, and I'm just like very grateful that you and you and mom actually, you know, supported Shanna and I and helped us through. And we're, I keep yawning. Oh my gosh. I need to have a nap after this Um, and keep supporting our hopes and dreams and challenge us and push us and, you know, and, 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 you know, loved us and nurtured us. Right. And then got right back in the driver's seat. Right. And, and I think that's that's what's really kind of helped us along. And I was just thinking about that lately these days that I'm just very grateful for that. Well, I'm glad you're grateful for that. Now you go have a good rest. You've had a long day. You've probably had a long few weeks with uh, report cards mm. during the slumping time of your school. A lot of slumps. <laughs> well, listen, it's been delightful. I hope that everyone will. Uh, Find some value in this and folks, stay real.